Welcome to the Slamming Door Sessions, a reality creation podcast where we slam the door to anything that is not our ideal. With your amazing hosts, Jay Wow, Kristen M.F. Clark, and authentic Cynthia Senna-Serravache. Join us in a radical embodiment of our ideal states. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to the Slamming Doors sessions podcast. I am Jay Wow, and we also have with us Kristen M.F. Clark <laughs> and Cynthia Sena Saravache. <laughs> and yeah, we're coming at you from Florida, California, and France, and we're super stoked to be here today. Uh, today's topic is success stories. Yay! Because we have Yay. some amazing ones. We have such amazing success stories and I mean, let's face it. It's one of the best ways to, to learn, to get inspired, just feel good. There's just so much that comes with stories. And as humans, we're, we're natural storytellers. We love stories. So what a better way to, to delve into being the creator than success stories. So we thought we'd open today with a very classic Neville Goddard success story, and then we're going to get into some of our own. So, so yeah, there's a very um, popular book by Neville Goddard. It's called The Law and the Promise, and it's my favorite Neville Goddard book. Yeah, um, me too. Kristen too, yeah. yeah. And what I love about it is, I mean, a lot of Neville Goddard's books have success stories, but this one seems like it has the most. It does. That's it what, yeah, Candace told me too. I was like, I want a, a book that has all the success stories because, you know, he just, like I always say, he's like Shakespeare. <laughs> You're like trying to understand Shakespeare. It's like, wait, what? It's just too much. Yeah. So I'm like, I just want to hear shake, you know, <laughs> success stories. And yeah. that's the one she recommended. Exactly. It gets right to the good stuff, as we say, Kristen. Um, so, yeah, so this story is. It's chapter two, featured in chapter two of The Law and the Promise. And so it's about this couple. It was a doctor and his wife. And they had uh, been living in a certain property and they paid off their mortgage and they had, but they had a vacant lot. And their desire was a completed apartment building that could be rented. And in their imagination, it was fully rented. But so the desire was a, a completed apartment building on a piece of vacant land without putting in any of their own money. And that also included like the loans. They didn't, they didn't want to pay a dime of their own money into constructing this apartment building that in their imagination was ultimately filled with paying tenants. So what they did is they would imagine scenes that implied that they had it. So they would essentially walk through their apartment building and greet the tenants. And they would see, you know, that all the, all the apartments were filled and they would hear like people saying, oh, this is so lovely. Something like, oh, doctor, your place is lovely. <laughs> Which of course, some of the language back then too, the way they say stuff is kind of funny too. Um, but yeah, so 
it was a completed apartment building, no money out of their own pocket. They were just like, you know, we don't, we just don't want to jeopardize what we already have. And you're saying I can have anything. So I want this apartment building. I don't want to pay anything for it. So, so yeah, so they did those imaginal acts and they did it pretty much daily for a certain period of time. I believe it was for a few weeks. So they, you know, the source of truth was their imagination in which they had this building. And so the way it unfolded was at first they, this contractor basically came into their lives. Uh, the wife had actually mentioned his name. And at first they were like, oh, well, we shouldn't even really be thinking about contractors' names because if we already had this building, we wouldn't be doing that. However, it was interesting that it was the one that they pulled up in their mind. So that, (laughs) so yeah, so that contractor basically came into their lives and it was like, you know, I was just thinking this, this vacant lot should really have an apartment building. (laughs) Like, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. It's like, how often would that happen? Like just randomly a contract? Oh yeah, no, really, this should be you know, have an apartment building. <laughs> so that person made their acquaintance and then it kind of kicked off the whole thing. So then he came to them and he's like, okay, you're going to need plans. You're going to need like, you know, blueprints and all that. And so he sort of started, the contractor started the ball rolling with, with getting plans. And then, and then sort of came like the first point where they, where that couple had to they basically had to say no in the 3d physical reality. Cause the contractor was like, well, um, okay. In order to do this, you know, I can put you in, in touch with someone that can get you financing. And so then the couple was like, um, well, that doesn't <laughs> financing doesn't equal not a dime of our own money. So they're like, so they basically said nothing or they, yeah, they basically were like, no, thank you. <laughs> and then, and then they came and then the blueprint, even to get the blueprints, um, I guess normally at the, at that point, you'd already had put money down. And then they were like, the contractor was like, okay, um, I've got your blueprints already. So they still haven't put any money in. And then, so basically there was a little bit of back and forth, like, you know, something that looked like they were gonna have to pay their own money. And then finally the contractor was like, you guys are going to have this apartment building. Basically it's the last thing that (laughs) last thing I do. (laughs) And so it, it ended up that, um, they, the contract basically financed and said, okay, well I'll, you know, I'll go ahead and finance this project. And then you can pay me out of the proceeds of the rents that you're collecting on the property. So they're like, okay, yep, we're we're down. (laughs) So they knew that it had come to pass as far as not paying a dime with their own money and then getting their building. So (laughs) (laughs) it's just so, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line was he kept coming back with better and better offers, but because the offer wasn't them, you know, not paying a dime. That was their, that was their whole thing. They just kept holding to their end and their end was, we didn't pay a dime. And he kept coming back. He, he would come back two days later and say, okay, well, here's this great offer. And they, you know, it's hard to say no to those great offers, but they were being non-negotiable and they weren't being mean to him. They would say, oh, thank you. And then after he left, they'd be like, 
that's not our end. <laughs> and they would just keep imagining walking through that apartment building already done. And then the guy would come back two days later and go, oh, well, I found this. And they're like, oh, well, thank you. We'll think about it. And and then, yeah, the, lo- the last thing was he comes back and goes, I'm going to pay for it all. I'm going to pay for it all. We're going to get this built and you can pay me out of your net profits from having people in there. And it, it just, it's so awesome, right? It's, and this was a big thing for me yesterday was that non-negotiability, even when, you know, something almost, almost your ideal comes your way. It's so close. And you're just like going, okay. And it's just about not, not compromising, not never 100%, never, ever compromising. I love that. I love that story. That was so good. Well done. Thank you. For me, I really love the boldness of their attitude, right? It's like, (gasps) oh, here you go. Like, here is your desire almost. And then it's like saying, no, this is what I desire. (laughs) This is like the complete desire. This is great. You know, actually saying no to something great because saying no to something that is not great it's like, sure, we do that every day. But staying no to something that is great, but that is not exactly what you want. Ooh, that is, wow, that is amazing. Yeah. Well, I always use that analogy. You've gone to a, a restaurant, you've ordered lobster and they bring you chicken. You know, it, it's like, nope. <laughs> oh, but this is imitation lobster. It tastes just the same. It's just as good and it'll actually be cheaper. And you're like, nope. <laughs> yeah, it is that bold. So true. And another thing I love about this story is how they, in the first place, how they were like, you know, you're telling me I can really imagine anything in here. So instead of just imagining that I do have an apartment building, I I want to say, well, I don't have to pay anything for it. So it's like, even at the beginning, being like, okay, I can really imagine anything. So I'm going to go ahead and make it you know, bigger than sort of maybe conventional, you know, whatever would say. <laughs> yes. I love it. And for me, that also means that imagining freely without considering, without having any consideration for the how, you know, because if you already start restraining what you are going to allow yourself to imagine because you already think that the how is going to be difficult or more complicated than imagining something else you know it's actually allowing yourself to be free in your imagination and that is also both from the from the get-go from the beginning is I'm going to imagine whatever I want just because and then the how will solve itself it doesn't matter you know but I will imagine truly what I want Ooh, and I love that I, I love that you went you know, and I'll tell you, a friend of mine, um, and this was years ago, before I even knew about Neville Goddard, she wanted to go to Spain. She was just all about, for years and years, she's like, I want to go to Spain. And she um, got an offer to go live at somebody's house for three months in Spain, rent-free and everything, but it required taking care of their pets also. You know, it was a pet sitting, house sitting job. And she said no, because she wanted nothing to do with being tied down to taking care of somebody else's pets. And I'm like going, what are you doing? Why are you saying no? And she's just like, no, no, that's not what I want. And sure enough, right on the cusp of that, just like 
not even a week later, she got another offer from a friend of the people with the pets who was also coming to the U.S. to be at with her grandkids. And they're like, we just want you to stay at our house. I think it was like for two months, just, you know, just house it. And she was like, yes, there it is. And I was like, that was like one of the huge turning points for me where I was like going non-negotiability. Yeah. Love that. Love that. Love that. (laughs) You know what? So that kind of, if you guys don't mind, I'll tell a, I'll tell a non-negotiability because this was not one of the stories that I was going to tell, but I'm going to, and you guys, I think have heard this story. So um, back in 2015, I took 18 ladies to the Grand Canyon to go hike from the North Rim all the way down into the Grand Canyon, across the Grand Canyon and up the other side. And it takes a long time. Most people do it over several days, but we were going to do it all in one day and it that was going to be about 11 hour hike. And um, so we all decided to carpool, not all 18 of us, but six of us decided to carpool. And I was like, and this was about three months before I was like, Oh, I'll get a, um, I'll get a van. And I was really kind of like going, you know what? I know of the perfect van is going to land in my lap. So I'm not going to call right now. I'm not going to be all worried or anything. And I was uh, at a fairgrounds and right there on the ground next to my car was a budget rental car, a business card. And I went, Oh, is this a sign? Right. And just as I said, is this a sign of a budget rental car van goes right in front of me? And I went, okay. (laughs) I'm not questioning. So I called the number on the card and I told the guy, I said, we're going to need it for um, four days. And I'm looking for this type of van, the really plush, you know, the captain's chairs, not benches, captain's chairs. Everybody has captain's chairs, lots of storage, you know, because we're all hauling all our our gear, our camping gear. And that's six ladies worth of camping gear. That's a lot of stuff plus food and everything. So um, he, he gets in his computer and he goes, Oh, that's not right. And I'm like, what? He goes, Oh, hold on. And I can hear him typing away. And he goes, well, that's coming up again. And he goes, you are getting a ridiculously low price. (laughs) And he, and he goes, it, it, this is not normal. I don't know what's going on, but I'll tell you, tie it down now and it'll be yours. And I'm going, okay. (laughs) So I get, you know, I get this great, amazing, unbelievable price. So three months later rolls around, I go to pick up the van. And again, in my mind, I've got the really plush, nice ones in mind. And the lady's like, she, she goes, Oh, great. You know, you got a great price. Let's go take a look at the vans. And we go out there and they're all shit. They're all pieces of crap. And, and I'm kind of starting to worry because I'm supposed to pick everybody up in about four hours. And I'm like going, oh my God, no. And I got such a good price. And there's this part of me that wants to freak out and just go, oh, just grab any of these vans. And I'm just like going, no, <laughs> no, I, I, I know I'm not supposed. And I didn't know anything about non-negotiability or anything that I was just like going, no. This is not my, this is not my dream. And I kept telling the girl, no. And then she'll go take me to another one. And it was, and I'm just like going, no, listen, this is what I want. And I told her, and I said, do you have anything like that here? And she goes, no, I don't have anything like that here. And I'm like, listen, you guys gave me the, okay. So find something. And she's all, well, I don't know what to tell you. I don't have anything here on my lot. 
And I just was quiet. I just sat there quietly. And then she's like, hold on. And she goes inside, gets on her computer. And she's like, the budget rental next to us, which is about two miles away, they have one. And she told me what kind it was. It was a Nissan Quest. And I'm like, I don't know what that looks like, but okay. So I get in my car and I drive to the other one. First thing happens when I walk in, the guy goes, how did you get this price? And I'm like, I don't know. And, I, and he goes, well, I have one van. And, he, and I'm like, okay, we walk out to it. And not only was it everything, everything I wanted, it was way better. It was so better. The, the seats folded down into the floor. So you had an open space to sleep. So I didn't have to bring my tent or anything. And I'll tell you guys, that was a 10 hour drive. And it was, it was like the thing drove itself. And not only that, it got amazing gas mileage and everybody had their captain's chairs with the little cup holders and their own little speakers and air controls. I mean, it was crazy. And I was like, going, that was, it was so cool. And, you know, that was the beginning for me of like being non-negotiable of just holding on to your ideal, no matter what circumstances were bringing to me. So that was one of my stories. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. I mean, right there, that's a perfect demonstration of non-negotiable. You had a vision in your mind and yeah. And it, it was just, Oh my God, the thing was so plush. It was so plush. Holy cow. And I got it for like next to nothing. Um, the other story is manifesting $500. Like boom. So you guys also probably know this story. I was, um, a friend of mine loaned me $500 and I totally forgot about it. And I moved up here and I was sleeping and I woke with that start, you know, the, oh shit, I owe so-and-so $500. And I'm like, where am I going to get $500? And I was just like going, eh, it'll work out. And so I get up and I, and I, I just suddenly like, I didn't want to make my own coffee. I wanted to go down the hill to this this place where I love to get coffee, but it's a drive. And I'm kind of like going, Oh, and I don't know why I'm being prompted to do this, but I'm like, okay, let's, let's, let's go ahead. Let's treat myself. So in this early morning, it's about 6am. I get in the car and I'm driving down the windy roads and there in the middle of the road is this little pit bull and he's just shivering. And, and I'm like going, poor baby. And I, I'm not getting out of my car because this is a pit bull. And um, I roll down the window and he's just sitting there looking at me and he's just shivering. And I'm like going, God dang it. And just as I was sitting there, two other cars pull up and I'm thinking, oh good, maybe one of one of them will take the pit bull. <laughs> and none of them will <laughs> take this. Nobody's getting out of their cars. And this poor dog. And so finally I'm like, okay, I'll get brave enough. And I get out of my car and he just comes right up to me and, and I walk around the side of my car and he follows me. He goes, he knew he went right to that passenger side. I opened the door. He jumped right in. <laughs> I'm like, Oh man, he's so dirty. He jumped right in and I blasted the heat. And I was like going, it's early. How am I going to find the owners? I don't know who this is out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and I just, I, again, it was one prompt after another. I suddenly felt the inspiration to get on Facebook, our little local Facebook and just Anybody know who the dog is? And I did. And I mean, the girl who responded, 
she's like, I never get on Facebook at that time in the morning. I, you know, she's just like, I just felt this impulse to get on there. So anyway, she responded. She's like, oh my God, yes. These people were up from LA and they lost the dog on Saturday. This was Monday. They lost the dog on Saturday and they've been going around to everybody. And I'm like, oh man, do you have their phone number? And she's like, you know, I just happened to have their phone number because they were giving it to everybody. She gave me the number. I called it. They were still up here. They were still up here in the mountains, hoping somebody find their dog. You know, long story short, we meet at the gas station. And once again, it was just one prompt after another, just perfect place, perfect time, perfect information. You know, it was always, you're always in the right place at the right time. They show up everybody's hugging and oh the dog and everybody's excited and they're so happy and mama's crying and she hands this big wad of cash in my I mean this is maybe two hours after I woke up freaked out she puts this big wad of cash in my hand and I'm like no 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 I said we're mountain people here we just you know we love dogs we're, we'll just and she was like <laughs> she would not be taking that money back she was like no you will take this I'm like okay I still had no idea. Of course, you know, I, after they left and I got home, I pull out the water cash. I kept $500 cash, $500 cash. And I wow. immediately, I put it in the bank and I sent it off to my girlfriend and I'm just like going, yeah, you know, it, it just, it just does, you know, it just <laughs> works. And I wasn't doing anything fancy. I wasn't like, you, you know, imagining this or that or, or, or segment intentions or storyboard. I wasn't doing anything. I just want to go get coffee. And ta-da. Yeah. yeah, I love it. <laughs> I think what we'll find at the end of all these stories is that it, the techniques really don't matter. Like they help you just get into, you know, your wish fulfilled. Yeah. Like, even if you use a tech, if you don't even consider it a yeah. technique, but yeah, it's just, that's awesome. All right. So we got the queen or, or who goes? <laughs> you you <laughs> okay. So yeah, I've got a couple here. So hmm. you like, I don't think you ladies have heard this story in its entirety. Um, yeah. You may have heard like a piece of it, but so I, um, I actually, it was a couple years ago. I needed about, was like about $85,000 um, to pay off some medical bills. So, and I don't like to give life to the circumstances around that, but um, that was, that was the, you know, at the time I wanted $85,000, you know, to make myself debt-free. And so basically I, what I did was I just started um, I was using inner conversation. So I was just telling myself I'm prosperous. I'm wealthy. I'm abundant. Everything's paid off. So those were like, um, affirmations and, and sort of self-concept, uh, type things that I would do. And then what I would do is I would just imagine, um, you know how like the little stamps that are sometimes like red or different colors, you can put them on documents. So I, I saw like P A I D. So paid stamped on like different medical bills just in my mind Ooh, like that. so yeah I would just see you know that was paid um let's see if what else was there it was mostly that just feeling prosperous feeling you know joyful that I was debt free everything was paid off um and feeling abundant and so um over the span of it was probably about 12 weeks but 
um, something sort of fortuitous happened even in the in between, which was I actually found a service that their whole job is to just negotiate your bills down. So they actually negotiated the bills to like 50% of what they were. So, um, so, which was interesting. So basically it it went from like 85 to like 40 something thousand. (laughs) And so like after that period of like about 12 weeks, um, we ended up, uh, with a house sale and then I ended up with (laughs) (laughs) $87,000 in cash. So, um, and actually it was great because especially since the bill, the bills had been reduced, that meant that even had extra. So I found that so interesting that I wanted at the time, I wanted 80 something thousand to pay everything off, but I did get it down like to half. And then I still got 80 something thousand. (laughs) And then along the way too, um, is a story that I think I have told, which is when selling the house, the realtor was like, oh yeah, no, you're only going to get this amount and it'll probably take this, this long. And I was like, no, we're going to sell it within three days and it'll sell for this price. And she was like, what? (laughs) I was like, yeah. (laughs) And it did exactly what I, what I said about it did come true. So I love that. So, yeah. Well, you know what I love about that? You said that is because it's kind of like it already happened and you're like, oh no, no, no. I sold it for (laughs) that amount. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that's, that's a wealth story that I haven't really told in its entirety like that. And then the other one related to that is, um, career. I somewhat recently, I just, you know, I'm a huge fan of, isn't it wonderful? You know, sometimes I like to go very specific and sometimes I like to go very general. I'm a huge fan of, isn't it wonderful? And so for, for recently for career, I was like, I just want wonderful work for wonderful pay. And that's just what I would basically repeat, you know, what I've got wonderful work for wonderful pay. And I started getting, you know, I'm a, I do contract work and I love contract work. I love different stuff all the time. And I started getting some contract opportunities rolling in that they weren't, they just weren't fitting, even though they were, you know, good money and this and that, I was just like, nah, I mean, it was kind of like, you know, kind of similar to saying no to, um, you know, things that aren't the ideal. And so finally I, um, got this one, this recruiter reached out and I, you know, I did, even at the time, like it seemed, it did seem great because it seemed like there wasn't a lot of complication, which I don't like a lot of complication, but, but I couldn't have even imagined how great it actually was <laughs> because it ended up being that it was almost like a job I'd manifested for myself, meaning it come, come to find out it was somebody at a high level just wanted to know like how the system worked just for sort of like his own records. Now, usually a lot of stuff that I would do, it was like, people are like waiting on it. They have to, you know, needed it yesterday and you know, what's going on with this and that. And like, this was like, people were like, why is she doing this work? It's just like, oh no, we should really know how the system works. Nobody actually ever looked at what I wrote. I was like, seriously, like I created this for myself. (laughs) Um, So it was just so funny and it was like a great rate and I got super cheap, you know, insurance and all this stuff. And um, so, yeah, so that was a career somewhat recently, actually career oriented one too. So, so yeah, those are, um, love that. Those are two. (laughs) I love that. 
Yay. Thank you. Thank so, you. Love it. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. 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 <laughs> um, so for me, I have many success stories as all of us, but I think that there is one that is very, that has been very like important, I guess, which was my first one, which uh, you already know. Uh, it was manifesting my apartment because at the time I didn't know about manifestation and I was just, I want to buy this apartment in France. It was going to be my first uh, apartment and I had just arrived in France. I hadn't even had a job at the time, like a stable one. I was just looking for some things, trying things out. And then we decided to try and go to the bank to see if we could get uh, some, uh, like a loan to buy something. Um, and then they said yes. And so we started looking around, okay, what can we buy? Because it was, you know, better to pay for the loan than to pay for rent and then not having anything um, to show for it. <laughs> so um, we decided to, okay, to look around and see and, I ended up start up finding uh, an apartment online that was everything that we wanted and more for the price that was lower than market price. It was this guy who was the owner and was selling the apartment. It was like, eh, that's a fair price. You know, <laughs> it was like, okay. Like it is a four bedroom apartment for the price of a studio, more or less. So it was like, oh, my God, we need to buy this. And so we went right away. Uh, but the thing is, a lot of people wanted it, right? It was such a good opportunity. Um, and so someone came to see the apartment before we did. And they placed the offer before, just before we did. And the owner was like, oh, I mean, sorry, but someone else already offered to pay full price. And I was like, we're like, oh, okay, well. And at the time, I didn't know anything about manifestation, but I had finished a meditation challenge. It was like a 21-day meditation challenge. And one of the meditations, I think it was day 12 or something, was about feeling your wish fulfilled and then just letting it go, not thinking about it anymore. And I was like, mm, well, let me try that. You know, I mean, what's there to lose? I mean, nothing at all. So let me try that. And I did the meditation and I felt that I was living in the apartment and I was the owner and I was so happy. And then I didn't think about it anymore. You know, I was not expecting anything. I didn't believe it, you know, but it was like, let me try it. Let me just try it. And so I did it. And three days later, the owner called us saying, oh, the person who was going to buy it decided not to buy it. So it's yours. <laughs> and it was three days. And I was like, Oh my God. And I knew it was what I had done. You know, I knew it was my imagining and my feeling it. And, and then that started me in trying to and understand what the heck that was. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then a couple of months later, I found about the secret and manifestation. And then just, I think, four months later, four or five months later, I found Neville. And then I never looked back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And so that is, I guess, my favorite manifestation. And then the the other ones <laughs> that I really love are my out of thin air. Oh my god, I love out of thin air. And it was so interesting because I remember that when I decided to start having out of thin air because before I started I was interested in them but more so like um, I didn't have the desire to experience them I, I was just interested I, I love hearing story about out of thin air and but I didn't have the desire or I didn't make the decision oh time for me to have one and then when I did like was like okay I feel the desire to have out of thin air now And I just think, I just thought once or twice in a week, like, I'm the kind of person who has out of inner manifestations, right? Oh, that's great. And then I kept living my life. And then, like, a couple of days later, I mean, Friday of that week, I had my first out of inner manifestation, which was a, a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> And I remember I put the last roll in, in, in the dispenser, went to work, and when I came home, another roll was on the place where we, where we store them. And I was like, oh, that was so, so much fun because I was just walking by the toilet and I look inside and you know, like when you look once and then you look again, like, what is that? <laughs> That was not there this morning. Yeah, <laughs> that was not there this morning. And I was like so surprised. And then I realized, oh, this is another manifestation. And after that, I, it started happening like more or less like once a week. I started to have out of inner manifestations that I was aware of. And yeah, and, I, and after that one, was it the, the right next out of inner manifestation? I think it was my cat because I have a cat I uh which was I had it for like two years and he's beautiful and you know he's he's great but he <laughs> never liked to be uh caressed but uh and or so held. I or held yeah true true <laughs> except when he wants you know like yeah, sometimes i can be yeah laying on the on the couch and he would come and he would like to be dressed <laughs> and, and all of that and then even sleep uh in my arms but not all the time <laughs> and so i was just i wanted something more i wanted more and then i just imagined myself with a beautiful cat that who liked to be Oh, held and caressed and you know and all of those beautiful things and I think again I, I was not trying to manifest it I was not trying to manifest anything but for my own pleasure I just imagined myself with a cat who loved those things uh, and I think again it was once or twice Um, but I wasn't trying to manifest. It was like, oh, wonderful kitty that, who likes to be, you know, healthy. <laughs> and I just imagined that because it's beautiful. <laughs> and then I kept living my life. And then a couple of days later, again, I come home from work and I uh, live in a third floor and uh, without uh, elevator. And, you know, it's a there's the door to the building that you cannot get in without a key and so I'm going up the stairs I get to the third floor and right before I go up the stairs to the the final um landing uh, floor yeah 
I there is this cat that comes to me and she wants me to to pet her to uh, hold her and to be with her and I was like oh my god she must have escaped from the neighbors because she, she cannot get in the building unless someone brings her and so I start knocking on the neighbor's doors asking like hey uh, is this your cat and they were like no 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 and so I was like, okay, then I'm going to take her home because I'm not going to leave her here alone without food or anything. So I took her home and I waited a couple of days because usually when someone loses a cat, they put like uh, a notice saying like, hi, I lost my cat. This is my number. And no one did anything. And I waited for days. And then in the end, I decided, okay, well, <laughs> you're mine. And then I took her to the vets as well, because here, you know, it's like mandatory to identify when a cat is yours, like to put a, like a chip or something. Yeah. To identify your cat. And she was not, um, she didn't have it. So the, the vet said, okay, I mean, if you want to keep it, you can. Uh, and then she, yeah. So it was no one's cat. And well, it was my cat. Actually. It was your cat. <laughs> was yeah, your cat. exactly. Because it was my cat. But it was just, it took some time for me to realize that it was an out of the air. But <laughs> because it's just like a living being that showed up out of nowhere in a place where you cannot get into yes. unless someone lets you in. And it was no one's and no one claimed her. And it was just right before my door. And I was like, okay. And it was the exact thing that I wanted. She wanted to, to be with me all the time. And, yeah, oh no. my God. And she's yeah. actually our mascot for the yeah. slamming yeah. door sessions. Cause yeah. she's, yeah. she insists, she insists on being, you know, just there. Yeah. 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 And if you have watched previous episodes, you've probably seen her. Yeah, you'll see her. You hear us <laughs> talk yeah. about her. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, our yeah. very first episode, she was knocking on the door, and we're all like going, I'm like going, what is that noise? It's yep. her scratching at the door going, let me in. And I thought it was like construction going on in the background for Cynthia. And she's like, no, it's the cat. Bursting yeah. right on through. You know, I, I want to... Um, you were saying about the toilet paper and it, it got me thinking about uh, another out of thin air uh, situation I had, but it was the exact opposite. It was where toilet paper disappeared because I was thinking about the toilet paper disappearing. And I, you know, there's in the bathroom that I use, there's <laughs> good God, every, there's so much toilet paper in there. And um, I was sitting there thinking, you know, I wonder if, the person who cleans the house takes the toilet paper because I swear it disappears. And I don't know why I thought that, but sure enough, that's what happened. The person cleaned the house left and all of a sudden there was all this toilet paper disappeared. And I know this person, I know this person well, and she would not do that. She would not do that. It's just ridiculous to think it anyway. And I was just like going, oh my God, that's an out of thin air manifestation. <laughs> not one I wanted, but it was an out of thin air you know, manifestation. And I was just sitting there going, oh, okay. You know, and it, it, it was kind of a giggly because it's like, we focus on the ones we wanted. Right. And we don't focus on all the out of thin air <laughs> manifestations that really happen constantly all day long. You know, it's like, Oh, I was thinking like the story I told you guys earlier with my credit card and things like that. And it's, it's just like, 
you, we really have them happen all day long, all day long. And if you just celebrate and just laugh and go, oh my God, I just did an out of thin air manifestation, you know, it kind of would like to go the other direction, but it's, I still did it. I still did it. Then you start really seeing that all day long, they're happening constantly around you constantly. Yeah. Like you're thinking, oh, I put my keys over here and then you go over there and there they are. And see, nobody's calling that an out of thin air manifestation, but it is, it totally is. And we do this all the time. It's true. There, there are no limits. And another area too, that, that I love is just relationships and interactions with others and just changing things that, you know, cause other people can seem so unchangeable you know, it can seem like, Oh, this is how they are. This is how our relationship is. And, um, uh, for example, like with my, it's so fun. So with my love, of course, for the, the people that call it SP specific person, which I always thought was funny. <laughs> special it's person. Like, yeah. Special person, which I always thought that term was funny. Cause it's like, who's out there dating a vague person. <laughs> I know. Who is with someone that's vague and not defined? Um, so, so yeah, so uh, my relationship, you know, that is just one of the re- relationships that I've shifted since knowing that I'm consciously creating, you know, everything really. And, you know, in the past it was, you know, it was starting to get stale. I was feeling, you know, unappreciated. I was just feeling just kind of blah, just like, you know, this is definitely didn't feel like paradise. (laughs) And I started changing my self-concept around, um, the relationship and that I'm always appreciated, always respected, always valued, and we just have fun. And so, you know, self-concept was part of it. And then I would hear people telling me like, Oh, you guys have such a great, you know, relationship. Y'all are just always having so much fun. And, you know, ever since that, it's like, you know, it's gotten better, like every single day, like it's, you know, it's really, it's better than the best has ever been after 12 years. And it's funny too, because some of the little things that I like manifest, like I'll just imagine, Oh, I want to go on a cruise. And so a lot of times it's actually him that will be end up fulfilling. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. I'm like, okay, well, I could have just asked him, but then also it's just funny just to like do it and just kind of see how it develops. But (laughs) yeah. So Anyway, I love that. others, quote unquote others. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I had one person ask me, well, do you have to be specific? And I was like, well, you know, it's like, I had always my whole life, um, just desired to live up in the mountains, you know, live up in the mountains with the, the pine trees everywhere. I've always wanted, and I have a cabin up on another lake called Lake Tahoe. And every time I went up to that cabin, I would just be like, I don't want to leave. I love it here. I could live here. This is just so awesome. Who needs anything more than one room? <laughs> this is just perfect. And sure enough, all of a sudden I had certain situations happen that somebody could have seen as negative, but what they resulted in was somebody going, Hey, I got a cabin up in green Valley Lake, go live there for free for as long as you want. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And when I got there, 
at the time I didn't care, but the place was a piece of shit. The place was disgusting and horrible and it wasn't a crap, but you know, I fixed it up to be mine. And, and I realized I was like going, Oh my God, I always wanted a cabin that was surrounded by Jeffrey pines. Cause Jeffrey pines smell like vanilla when they're warm It's so wonderful. And I wanted, uh, paths trails right off my front door and i had like all these little specifications and it was there they were i was like i had been there for like three months before i realized this i was like this is what i've always wanted it's here and then i was like going but i want better i want a nicer cabin i want one with heat (laughs) i want all these things and once again Things seemed to have turned into bad. All of a sudden, this cabin was going up for sale, and I didn't know where I was going. And ah! But I was like, you know, universe always takes care of me, always takes care of me. And sure enough, the cabin right next door, the very day before I was supposed to move out, she calls me. She goes, so where are you going to go? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, well, just go into my cabin. Stay there as long as you want. And her cabin had all my little specifications. I wanted a high roof, ceiling. I wanted a high ceiling. I wanted nice big windows. I wanted ceiling fan. I wanted central heating. It had it all. And I was like going, oh my gosh, this really works. But I wasn't (laughs) doing anything specifically other than just going, yeah, universe always takes care of me. And then um, once again, you know, I was like going, okay, what do I really, really want? How high can I go? And I was like, ooh, I want, you know, jacuzzi and I want, you know, plush and extra rooms and, and poof, I'm in, I'm here. And again, it's like everyone's in, you know, who knows why it had to go quote unquote bad to get me to go <laughs> to the next one. I don't know, it was the universe just kicking me off the fence <laughs> and I was being wishy-washy and I was being scared or whatever. I don't, you know, I don't analyze any of that. It's just like where I'm at right now is perfect. And now I have a whole nother one, which is this background. I have a whole nother one in mind and I'm excited to see when that's coming and how that's coming. And it's, it, it's just, you know, it happens, it's there. It's wonderful. And like you were saying, Cynthia was saying, you know, just don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Just she thought about, you know, what you said, like twice and then a poof. And I mean, I manifested before a room in a, a mansion, a huge mansion. I saw this mansion that had a room for rent. And I was like, oh, me, me. And the lady was like, yeah, no, I already got it to somebody else. And then, you know, four months later, I I couldn't go to any other room. I kept getting ads would come my way. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's not my mansion. No, that's not my mansion. No, that's not my mansion. Even though I knew the room was already gone. I was still like going, it's got to be something like that. That place was perfect. And sure enough, four months later, I see an ad and it's that place. And I called her and she goes, oh my God, I was just about to call you. And I ended up being there for three months in the most beautiful mansion. My room, holy cow, had its own bathroom and the the view and those those window seats. And oh, it was so wonderful. You know, and I, I didn't do anything for it. Yeah, you could say I was, you know, I was being non-negotiable, but it just is so much fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. This life, this existence is just a blast. Yeah, there's, I mean, millions, uh, there's just millions of ways for it to come about. And there's millions of ways to, you know, free, there's millions of frequencies, like 
to do this type of imaginal act, you know, I, for all the different, I mean, I've had at this point, hundreds of con at least hundreds of conscious manifestations and there's no set formula for me. I, and I try to have fun with it. You know, I mean, I'm not going to talk about the gene story again, but <laughs> I mean, something as silly as that, like, I mean, it just, you know, it, it just doesn't matter exactly how you get there, how you, yes, you know, and I've been interacting with manifestation since uh, the mid nineties and I've done everything. I've done every, every hack, every hoop, every technique I've done it all. And there is nothing, there is nothing that has consistent results, right? Until I let go of them all and just say manifestation happens because I get because I'm the fucking queen, like Cynthia down there with her crown. I'm the queen. <laughs> and I, it happens because I get to, because I get to have it. You know, I don't need to do anything for it. I'm the queen. That's all. Bottom line. And it's so freeing. And it's so wonderful. You know what I really liked about your story about how things seemingly went bad before you got what you wanted and it is this meaning that we give to things you know because we could also say oh things are great like oh look at this it's time to leave this because my better cabin is coming yes. so it is always this meaning that we give to things that they seem bad or they seem good, but it's only what we think. And do we, can we choose to trust that it is actually the best thing that could ever happen to us? Because it means that exactly what you want is happening. And I love it because I've seen it <laughs> like <laughs> with my apartment. With my apartment, I, I remember that the when we when the, the owner said, yeah, you can have it. And then we signed the, the like the, the agreement or something that, yeah, we are uh, going to buy it. Right. And then we went with that to the bank and asked for the loan. And they said, oh, yeah, but you don't have a job, so you can't. And I was like, what? Like right before you said that we could. <laughs> That's when we went and did it. And so they said, no, yeah, but no, no, we were wrong. And so I started freaking out because I was, oh my God, I don't have a job. I just arrived. I barely speak French and blah, blah, blah. And then a family that I had had a, an, an interview with, uh, they asked me like, oh, I know, like, um, we, I know we had an interview three months ago, but are you still uh, available? And I was like, sure. Yeah, I am. And, then, and they were wanted me to start working in September. And it was like June, uh, beginning of July, something like that. And then I, I said, yeah, yeah, but we need to sign the contract now so that I can show the bank that I'm, you know, with a contract. <laughs> and then I went to the bank and they said, oh, yeah, you have a contract, but it starts in September. So it's not good. It has to start right now. And I was like freaking out again, like, oh, my God, what are I going to do? And I, then I chose like, no, 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 no. Wait a minute, because at the time I didn't even know what was, what was going on. I was like, wait a minute. I did the meditation and I felt that I was the owner and I felt great. So let me just keep doing that. Like, let me think, okay, this is my apartment. I'm so happy. 
and then keep living my life. And then the, these people call me again, like, oh, can you actually start right now? <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so I saw that pattern again and again and again, that things that um, were seemingly negative didn't matter because everything that needed to happen to get me to where I wanted to go happened. So in the end, the worry was like, what, what am I even worrying, you know? Like, and that was so funny because everything that happened always got resolved on its own. <laughs> you know? Like these people calling me out of nowhere. Then these people calling me out again saying like, oh, no, can you actually do this now? And like exactly everything that needed to be done, got done without me doing anything at all. And so that was so much fun to see and to realize like wait a minute then I was worrying for nothing and I think that is the case every single time that we worry we are actually worrying for nothing because you could actually see that situation and give it a complete different meaning and say oh no this is great that's it because in the reality nothing is good or bad it's just like you can get what you want no matter what is going on so yeah yeah, it's true. That reminds me of like the whole thing about the play, um, you know, if you or a movie, you know, if you already know what the end looks like. So however that is, whatever you decide the end is, you know what it, you know what it looks like. So just like with a movie, if you were to walk into the middle of a movie, especially like sort of an, you know, action adventure, really any kind of movie drama. Uh, well, maybe not drama. because yeah anyway <laughs> that might not be your end whatever your end is anyway if you were to walk into the middle of let's say an action movie you would see a whole bunch of shenanigans that would not look fun they might have you scared they might have you crying they might have you feeling all sorts of emotions that you don't want to feel you know especially fear so but if you say that doesn't the middle part just doesn't matter that's that's the ride you know and that's getting me to my to my end so yeah, that's how I look it at is it. such a different ride for the love of God when you choose just because you choose so not to worry. <laughs> that is amazing. Just oh my God, just do it. Just oh, do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to worry about. I mean, yeah. your imagination yeah, yeah, yeah. is your authority. <laughs> there's nothing to worry about. It is about. so great to actually realize that you get to choose how you feel. Mm, that is amazing and to actually choose to feel great just because you know it doesn't matter what's happening doesn't matter what you see doesn't matter anything you know it's just like oh, I want to feel great today okay I feel great and th that's it yeah easy peasy yeah sorry the guy who's uh cleaning my windows has got the vacuum going so I had it on but yes celebration and that, the great thing is that's what I was posting on Facebook this morning. It's like, you already did it. You already got there. You already got that raise. You already got that love. You already, you already got the thumbs up. You got, you got it all. Yeah. Celebrate, 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 have fun. Celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, that, that's just, oh yes. I love Cynthia. She's like, for the love of God. <laughs> And, you know, that was exactly what we were talking about last week was about how you get a letter in the mail. You owe $3,000 to the IRS. How are you going to respond? You got, you know, same letter, same outcome, but how are you going to respond? You've only got $200 in the bank. You know, that was me. I woke up. Oh, shit. I owe so-and-so $500. Oh, my God. 
And then it was like, I could have spent the rest of my day freaking out and stuff. And I probably still would have found the dog and all. I still would have gotten the $500. But how did I get there? I was like, yeah, let's go get some yeah. coffee. Let's go have fun. Let's get a stinky dog in my car. You know, it, 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 yes. <laughs> poor baby. He was out in the woods for two days doing Lord knows what, rolling in Lord knows what. But it, yeah. Oh, that was so good. That was just perfect. That was the perfect ending. <laughs> Yay. Yes. Right on. All right, ladies. Well, thank you. I'm going to end, but stay here. Um, yeah. Ahead. And also let's invite um, everybody to like, share, comment, subscribe on this video. And yes, also, um, yeah. And also in the description, you should see a link. Uh, it's bit.ly slash slam door sessions. And that's our overview page. And from there you could, um, there's a link on there and you can get to our submission form where you can ask a question of us. You can uh, share your success story, share from your ideal and um, ask us a question. So, yeah. And even oh, and also a guest. Yes. Yeah. Also you can be a guest and we would love to have you and share and celebrate your ideal. So that would be amazing. Yes. Yes. You know, we more the merrier. And there's also Yay. all our bios on there too. So if you want to get a hold of one of us um, or whatever, we're all, we're right there on that wonderful submission page that Miss Wow put together. So <laughs> <laughs> talented at this. I love it. I love it. So thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.